Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell, as well as City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning. Good morning. How are you Good morning. Doing today? Great. I flew Good. in. You flew no, in. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't fly in. Oh. Although that would be really neat, actually. Can I? Can somebody make me some wings so I can just fly wherever I want to go? You know, they have jetpacks now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. So maybe you can get a jetpack. I want one of those. Administrator Martig, right. can you put that in the budget, please? <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's talk about last night. You had a city council meeting. It was a regular meeting after having a work session last week. Um, before we get to, I guess, the regular agenda last night, anything, yeah, quite a bit uh, going on on the uh, consent agenda and also a couple of uh, public hearings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything on there you'd like to, to talk about? Yeah, well, just w- with the consent agenda, again, we discussed this last week as a city council is the uh, support for requesting capital investment bonds for the Milltown State Trail in the city of Northfield, also extending outside the city of Northfield limits to the north, and just that opportunity where we can get uh, get this built. This has been in the plans and been, I don't know if you would call an aspirational goal, but certainly been something that people have identified as an important project that needs to get completed, and we're in the midst of doing some engineering uh, studying for that currently, and there'll be some additional information coming in the future. But that would provide about $10.7 million to help get uh, the portion of Milltown's trail built from Riverside all the way to the Waterford Bridge, potentially. And uh, it would include $3.2 million, which is 30% of that total for the city of Northfield's share. So again, leveraging our local tax dollars with state dollars to help us get some of these really big projects um, completed. And so that's just really exciting. And I hope that we see that done in my lifetime, right? It's it's funny you say that, Mayor, because meeting with a DNR rep who's been around a long time, he mentioned he was talking about how long it had been worked on. I said, well, when did this originate from your working on it? He said the first ideas in Northfield from his memories, and he was on staff at the time, I think he said it was 1991. Um, so the first idea of kind of a regional state trail type of a thing. And so, you know, it takes a while for these <laughs> projects to go from idea <laughs> phase to completion. But the council with the matching funds, I think, shows that we're serious. And um, hopefully that will also entice the state to give greater consideration to uh, these, this funding as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we're able to do some of that. we got some construction going on within the next five years in the areas where the trail would be built. So that's where we're looking at leveraging some dollars where we would build some of the trails and then leverage that with some state dollars. All right. Yeah. We're talking once again with Mayor Pownell, City Administrator Martig. Uh, let's talk about uh, the uh, what's on the agenda last night. You had uh, the cable franchises. We've talked a little bit about that uh, in the past, but you had the first reading of the, uh, of the ordinance last night. Mm-hmm. So how did that go? It went well. I mean, this is, if I think back to my time on the council, I think we initially did an an analysis of increasing speed, things like that. I think when Mel Reeder was here, so a long time ago, and it didn't move forward in that process, did our previous strategic plan. It barely made it into that plan, just the increasing uh, internet capacity within the city. 
and uh, and is now in this new strategic plan. So the Metro Net is really, again, long visioning, and we now know uh, going through COVID how important Internet access is to all people for educational purposes, but it's also important for our businesses as they look at doing work from home. Well, now we also need to be able to educate our children from home. In the case, hopefully, we never have a COVID uh, lockdown again, but the the Metronet is really, that's where that is coming from, is mm-hmm. a strategic plan goal to increase uh, internet capacity really throughout the city, and Metronet will be bringing that forward. Last night was a first reading of an ordinance for a franchise fee and a peg fee, and all of those, uh, I would say, the details to help make that vision possible. And, and Ben, maybe you could help uh, people understand. Now, this is, we're talking uh, internet and fiber octave to all over town, basically. But this falls under the cable franchise ordinance, which is, of course, cable TV. How does, what is the tie-in there? And, and, and how, why is it going through this particular channel? Mm-hmm. It's a federal communications law, which is a little complicated, maybe okay. a bit antiquated. Um, Every in federal the, in, in the current, law in the modern is. age, which in the modern age now, or I guess maybe we're not in the modern age, we're in whatever the current age is. Mm-hmm. Um, television's provided over the same fiber cable mm-hmm. that the internet is, and so under federal law, though, cities have the power over the television rights authorization. It used to be provided over a different type of, uh, you know, infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the federal government doesn't allow the city really to regulate related to internet providers, so it's a little strange when it's both provided over the same thing. So the council has franchise authority over using our public right of ways for the streets and authorizing that for competitive cable provider television providers to be pr- included. So the city can't, it can't be like negotiated down to a single user. It needs to be open, but you can require standards. And so the councils will be able to collect a fee and some other provisions. Really a lot of technical components, like the mayor said. Admittedly, I had to with, uh, trying to remain neutral and balanced, I guess, on the presentation. This is a really big deal for Northfield. Highest speeds of internet, getting into our residential areas. It's an economic development benefit for us. It's a quality of life issue. As the mayor said, we're going to see more and more services where you need it, telemedicine things over the internet. And so the exciting thing is this is really going to be a strong benefit for our community to have this and give us a competitive advantage and really be you know nice for multiple provider, another provider being included for people to, to choose from. And we've also seen the prices sometimes go down too with com- competitors by having multiple options. Um, so uh, we're fortunate to have charter communication here, but co- competition can be good for the consumer. And so we're, we're excited about it. And again, I had to kind of withhold back some of the excitement at the meeting to be more professional and neutral in the presentation. But as it moves forward, we'll be bigger promoters of it. So, mm-hmm. All right. All right. Now, is there a, uh, when will this start? Is this going to be starting this year, maybe later on uh, in 2021? For your listeners, I would say you're going to want to pay attention, and we're going to be really working on communication because this is a big build-out. And so there will be construction going on. Now, they're undergrounding a lot of things, but inevitably there will be wires getting put up, wires getting put underground. It's basically going to be impacting every you know property, or not every property maybe, but pretty much throughout the whole community. 
they talked a little bit about what will happen and what to expect in communications. We're going to have a follow-up presentation in July, and then the city, our own communications, will be ramping that up too. So July is really the first uh, phase to be started, and um, we don't have the specific location to kind of talk about now, but residents where it's starting have already gotten letters in the mail. So I would also highlight if people see Metronet letters in your mailbox, encourage you to open them and read them. Don't just toss them into the uh, recycling bin. Um, Take a look at that one in particular. (laughs) All right. Uh, Once again, City Administrator Marty is joining us along with uh, Mayor uh, Pownell. Uh, You also had the values statement the last night. Uh, Do you give uh, official approval? Did we get a final product for the values statement? Yes, we did. Okay, seven zero vote. All right, what was we it? We did it. What, what, what are our what are uh, our values? <laughs> All right, I did not include our list of uh, what are we at twenty twenty one values? I think uh-huh. I, I, I don't have that in front of me right now. Um, <laughs> okay, but you can. Where, where can you find that if somebody uh, is interested? In- we will be uh, packaging that and posting it with the strategic plan that was posted last night. Our consultant's mm-hmm. going to be okay. kind of packaging it together with his graphic designer, and I would say it should be ready next week. Um, we could post it earlier, um, uh, so I could work with our communications to do that. But um, I don't know. In general, I would just say it really reflects kind of mm-hmm. the values we hold true as a city. It kind of, you know, in combination with the vision statement, um, allows us, uh, us for people coming in to understand what we expect from one another, how we work together. And uh, that goes from our boards and commissions to employees to new council people that uh, might be coming in. So um, I think it. There was a lot of time spent on editing it, and I think that uh, it's good. it really was worth um, the work, and I think we got some good values. All right, let's move on to parks. Uh, this um, you, you have uh, the uh, Riverfront Enhancement Action Plan, uh, and there's uh, parks along that, and you worked on the prior. You've been working on the priorities and finding those. And uh, from what I understand, from what Rich tells me, some uh, some lively discussion last night about the uh, about the parks. What? We don't ever have lively discussion. <laughs> no. no, not not disagreements or anything, but uh, uh, you had a considerable discussion yes, uh, about okay. this, and, and you had. Uh, first of all, why don't you tell us what is there a priority list for yes. which parks get serviced first? Yes. So this is really putting into practice and how we will be moving forward with that Riverfront Enhancement Action Plan that we had a a committee that worked on for almost two years and included representation from the EDA, Planning Commission, Parks Board, um, other people throughout the city as well. Uh, So this is that sequencing chart that's been on the council agenda for a couple different times now, really just looking specifically at which parks are most strategic to move forward first. And so the council voted last night to, for 2021 and 2022, to work on Bridge Square, uh, looking at a preliminary design priorities, design work, and improvements. And Riverside Lions is already in the mix. We will be completing the pickleball this year. And Ames Park would begin design and the engagement process in this year and next. After that, the following two years would include that Ames Park construction of Phase 1, Seckler begin the design and engagement process, and then Riverside Lions that uh, full design engagement process of the full length of Riverside Park, which is very 
rectangular, follows the river all the way to uh, the MnDOT site. MnDOT site all the way over to Fifth Street Bridge. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a unique park uh, within the community. And uh, then that in 2025, Ames Park Phase 2 construction. And uh, I, I think it was really well thought out. I think uh, people had some differing perspectives on which one should move forward first. And uh, it overwhelmingly, we had uh, five people that voted in favor of this, and two of us had some differing perspectives. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I would say lively. <laughs> Discussion. Discussion. Uh, Viewpoints. Lions, you know, Lions uh, River Park, uh, yeah. you know, that uh, that park there, you had some certain ideas and thoughts on that as well yeah. that you shared with the council last night. Could yeah. you share that with our listeners? Sure, absolutely. So Riverside Lions is, as I said, you know, from 5th Street all the way to the existing MnDOT garage over to Woodley there. It really, it lines the highway, it lines the river. It abuts a, a low-income uh, neighborhood. It's on the backside of our businesses. It will be adjacent to our Milltowns Trail. And one of the things that I've seen over the years is oftentimes projects get moved forward when people advocate for them. We know that there's strong support, right? And that's good to take those sorts of things into consideration. But we should also be layering that with an understanding of who's not in the council chambers, giving us their feedback and input. And oftentimes, as we did with Pickleball, we had an advocacy group, and many of the people I knew personally had my email, had my phone number. I'd be walking down the street, right, and they would just chat with me about the importance of those Pickleball courts. Well, you don't necessarily have that for the Riverside Lions portion uh, that is adjacent to our low-income neighborhood that's down there. And so balancing out advocacy with equity is really important. And uh, Riverside Lions Pavilion is not ADA accessible uh, for the bathrooms. We have a park shelter that maybe could use some significant updates. It's right next to our Veterans Memorial. It's utilized every year for Memorial's Day. Uh, for Memorial Day, and we have a park uh, right there that has a single piece of equipment, which I'm really grateful for. However, mm -hmm. it's not fully built out. And if there were some envisioning there, and just from an equity standpoint, um, I personally felt that we should not be overlooking that, and that should come uh, as a higher priority. Um, but that's just okay. my perspective. I shared that, right, with the council, mm -hmm. and voted accordingly All right. you know and that's okay you just move forward you know but um equity is really important to the council uh and this was an opportunity for us to show that and people had some differing perspectives so all right yeah. uh let's move on from that as well and uh, go on to the mindot property at 510 uh woodley street um there is okay now that that property is kind of a street property uh we keep salt and sand and stuff there is that owned by the minnesota department of transportation yes minnesota okay. department of transportation owns that and they are relocating to south highway three kind of on the back side of where the post office is there mm -hmm. on the there's a cul-de-sac uh, for a commercial area where they're going to be relocating and they're going to be anticipating vacating vacating the site in 2023 
And so they leave behind the site and they go through an open process where they go to local governments first and say, do you have a public purpose? Do you have an interest in this? Um, or, and that could be either for, you know, a city direct function in our case, or um, might the city want to control it and seek some some type of involvement in the redevelopment of the site. And so the council had some really good discussion about that last night. All right. What uh, is there interest from the city of uh, obtaining that? Or would there be a purpose that the city would have to use that? Or do you think it would be more go, going to the uh, development uh, arena? Well, uh, that's up for discussion. <laughs> okay. uh, I would say that there's no clear city purpose for that mm-hmm. site. Um, I mean, there is parks in the area. It really hasn't been identified specifically through the river corridor study process. It wasn't really called out as a area to focus on. Um, it really isn't much in our park plan. It's a gateway, I think, to transition kind of from a highway district into kind of the downtown area. And so from that standpoint, I think it's been talked about a long time about it. It should mm-hmm. be nice if there was a nicer looking <laughs> property there. It's <laughs> yeah. sand stalt building and the Min- MnDOT site mm-hmm. really isn't real desirable and attractive, I guess, for that purpose. So there was no clear direction. So that's actually why we went to the council first fairly early in the process, to, you know, here as we start to say, should we spend time on this? Shouldn't we as staff to look yeah. into this or would you rather just pass? And so the council talked about that um, in, you know, as far as the different alternatives. So I don't think there's a real clear perspective on, you know, reuse of what should be there. Um, so the, the council did give some direction, though, that they wanted more information. Um, we don't have an immediate need, but we're going to need to probably in the next few months make some decisions about whether we want to take a harder look at the option um, of taking acquisition of this or not uh, in the future. All right. Anything else from either uh, last night's council meeting or anything else happening within the city? We have a block party coming up on Thursday, as I understand it. Our first of the season that the NDTC is really putting on down on Bridge Square. So that will be fun. Encourage people to come on out uh, for that and shop in our stores that are are open. It's really going to be a fun atmosphere and opportunity for people to get out and about and lewis and dan i believe will be there Mm -hmm. singing their songs and doing their their performance which will be just so delightful they do such a fantastic job just really fun for the whole family so just encourage people to come on out and books and stars is also starting uh so find uh that schedule and uh, Attend those too. Just some really great opportunities for people to get out and about. And we have July third. We have fireworks on Saturday this year. So all right, lots Something of great to stuff to. coming. Sounds good. Thank you so much for coming in today, and we will talk to you once again uh, in the future next yeah. week. Thank you. Thanks. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Powdell, City Administrator Ben Marding joining us every Wednesday here on the one after a City Council meeting or work session.